7.30 the game, ESPN Charlotte presents The Shoot, hosted by yours truly, Vincent Pride, and Alex, the man who needs no introduction, Yavarsky. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for The Shoot. Let's go. All right, Alex. Hey, Vincent, Vincent, Vincent Pride, what is going on with you, my man, boy? Man, let me tell you something right now. We got some we got some stuff for you today, so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and get, out, get this out of the way because... We got to talk, man. We got to talk. We want to talk to you. We want you to listen. We want you to check out what we got to say. But right now, let's first thank the show's sponsor tonight by Progressive Insurance for your home, automobile, and motorcycle insurance. Call Progressive at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit us at Progressive.com. Also by the Martin Advantage team at Bliss Realty. If you're looking to buy, sell your home right now, yes, it's t- just contact the contact woman, Ola Martin, down in Fort Mill, South Carolina. She's licensed in both states, North and South Carolina. Give her a call, 803-372, I'm sorry, 803-370-2665. That's 803-370-2665. The Martin Advantage Team at Bliss Realty. Want to send a shout out to my man, Brandon Armstrong. He's known as the 305. You know what that means? That's that's Miami. Mr. Miami. 305. Mr. Right, Miami. Mr. Miami. And he wanted me to tell you that he reviewed your, your meeting notes from Atlanta last week. He said you did a great job. He said he wants to join you on the next uh, adventure. So to help you take notes, you know, and all that good stuff. So, oh, man. There you well, go. You said, let me tell you something. No, Vince. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if I was smooth as you, I'd be all right. Man, I'm just doing the radio. That's it. I'm smooth on the, I try to be smooth on the radio, but of course I stumble. But hey, that's good. You know, I'm good. I'm glad you want to try to emulate me. But you know, go for somebody higher. You go sm- for somebody better. Hey, you smooth, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Get out of here, man. I tell you, I'm just. I'm thankful, man. I'm so thankful that we we got a good show tonight. Well, man. let's start we, the we show. Really do. My goodness, we got a good show tonight. I mean, all right, well. All right. If we were to actually find some audio from last week's show, I would love to pull. I I go by minutes of our show. It was minute thirty-seven of the show last week, where I mentioned about a certain free agent who had not, who just got, who still is on the market, and it was Devontae Freeman, a running back from the former Atlanta Falcons. And then we talked about another free agent. Jadavion Clowney, former South Carolina great, who also is a free agent. And then, as I was ending my sentence, my main man, Alex, jumped in and he said, man, what about Cam Newton? He said, I cannot believe. As a matter of fact, he used a quote, what the hell is he still doing out there as a free agent? Alex, tell the people what you said. Tell him what you said. I mean, when you said, can you believe Devontae Freeman is still a free agent? I said, (laughs) the guy I can't believe that's still a free agent who is a free agent no more. I mean, my man Cam. This is a former MVP quarterback sitting there on the free agent market. What is going on? Yeah, man, I don't know. But you know what? We got great news. As you know, as of Monday, the announcement was official. On ESPN, breaking news from Adam Schefter. Cam Newton signs one-year deal with the New England Patriots at $7 million. Now, we got a little more info today, I'm sure, as all of you have about this structure of the deal. The structure of the deal 
And I'm just going to go back a few years with Cam here in Carolina. I want to say his second term, which would be after his rookie year, his rookie contract, Cam signed a whopping seven-year, $100 million contract. That was his second-term deal, as we call it in football. Yesterday or today, we found out that he actually is just making the minimum $500,000, man. Man, I know he don't need the money, but you know what he said? He said earlier, guess what? It's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's about respect. He's got a point to prove. That showed me that Cam has unfinished business. He feels some type of way. You know what? Cam Newton is one of the more decorated quarterbacks in NFL history. Check me if I'm wrong, but he's got an MVP award. What? He had multiple records. His his rookie season rookie didn't, year. didn't exactly. he break the passing record for all rookies in, in NFL history just to be broken by Andrew Luck the next year? Um, yes, and he's rushing. saying this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. He doesn't care about the paycheck. He's going to the team that he has the best chance to be successful with under Bill Belichick. The greatest NFL head coach of all time. Hey, hey, guess what? Belichick was listening to our show. He hey, bugged our show. You know Belichick listening <laughs> to our show. You know Belichick. Check out my Instagram at Yavarsky. Yeah. I'm posted up. He, he has. He I'm has posted Robert up with Rob Kraft. Yeah, Rob Kraft. I mean, you know the GM it. of the Patriots touching base on the show. He's listening NBA, to the shoot now. NBA All Star Weekend 2019. He's shoulder to shoulder with the Craftsman. Uh, and Mick Mill, I'm like, oh, my God. Tell your so boy, Mr. They- 305, too, man. Uh, if he scrolls down far enough, I got a picture with Shula. Oh, wait, listen. We're, Don we, Shula, we know I your know history. Mr. 305. Got to be a yeah, Shula, man. You know, look, he's down at the old Orange Bowl right now picking out the bricks. Oh, picking man. Up, but he's picking up the bricks, but he's at the Hard Rock right oh, now. Oh, man. Hard Rock, Hard Rock Arena, baby. That camp Hard stuff, man. Stadium. I mean, it's crazy, man. For 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 those of you listening out there that don't know, this one is a it's a it's a topic we're real passionate about because it's personal for us. When it's Vincent personal. Pride and myself, when we met each other, we were actually both working with the Carolina Panthers organization doing broadcast and doing television. So we were right in the mix of it. And you know, we were working right alongside with all the all the coaches, all the players doing interviews with Cam Newton. So this one hits home for yeah. us. And, and just um, to let you know that I was actually there when they drafted him that night at the draft party as well. I, I've been with the team for 13, 14 years now. Still going, still going. So when when we met, we, we were in the studios, you know, Rivera, Newton, Keekley, Davis, you know, all of them. We, we doing shows, doing segments, doing post-game, pre-game. So this is real personal for us. It, I'm very happy, first of all, that he has landed, not just landed and on a team, but landed on a team that has proven itself to be uh, historically one of the best teams ever in the National Football League. Now, with that being said, do you think there's a lot of pressure for him to bring a ring to New England since the departure of Brady. There are so many elements floating around here. I mean, yeah, there are so many questions. I really so don't many think questions. there's a lot of pressure for him. I mean, 
there wasn't high expectations for New England when Brady left. Okay. So New England doesn't have the same expectations anymore. So I don't think that the expectations are, you know, I mean, there's people who were saying New England might not even win the division anymore because Brady's Ooh. gone. So I don't think that the, I don't think he'll have much pressure. I certainly don't think he'll have nearly the amount of pressure that he's had in the past, you know, number one, being a black quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Number two, you know, there's, he, he was a Heisman trophy winner. Now Mm -hmm. you've got all this hype to live up to, you know, MVP going to a Super Bowl. So I don't think this is nearly the amount of pressure that he's had on him in the past. This is one of the greatest football players of all time. And I think, I think because the only pressure that he has is he's he's self-inflicting himself with pressure. He is self-inflicting himself with pressure because guess what? It's not about the money for him. He has something to prove. This you best believe me. He's got something to prove. uh, As a competitor, we've seen it behind the scenes, right? This guy, he's like Jordan when we watched the when we watched the Last Dance. You talk about somebody who's competitive and hate to lose. The first loss he had basically since prep football. We're talking junior college football national championship, undefeated. College football with Auburn, undefeated national championship. His first loss came like 15 years after he started. So when he when the first loss, when the Carolina Panthers lost as he was quarterback, he went to the presser. He apologized to the ref because he used some. He talked to him a certain way. He said, I'm not used to losing. And behind the scenes, we're talking about if it's racing to get down to practice, if it's headed to the calf, if it's down at camp to see who can get the most signatures, he is a competitor. So you best believe me that now he is focused more than ever. He's a one of the most, he'll be one of the most dangerous quarterbacks out there. So keep an eye out on the AFC. Look for the stats to grow as his expectations are not. So he's going to, it's going to be like his first year again. He's healthier than ever. He's going to come into the league where people don't know what to expect. Oh, he can't run anymore. His passes are inaccurate. Guess what, guys? (laughs) This is, you're adding gasoline to fire. That's all I can say. I mean, this is, this is a great move for him. I'm very, very happy for him. And I know there's a lot of people who are not happy for him. So shame on you. Shame on you for not acknowledging his, abilities as a as a most valuable player the first ever player to be who won an MVP for the Panthers right first player ever yeah so how can you not acknowledge him how can you not acknowledge him as one of the best players on the franchise I'm not going that route right now but let's I'm just I'm happy for him what are your what do you expect for Cam Newton if the season is played, I keep saying that in parentheses, if the season is played, what are your expectations for Cam this year? I have high expectations for Cam Newton. I've always had high expectations for him. I think that the Patriots, I believe it or not, even when they lost Brady, I look at that defense. And yeah, they might have they might have lost some names. You know, Van Noy, I think they lost him. But you've still got Stefan Gilmore, arguably the top corner in the whole NFL. You've got McCourty back there at, at free safety. So this was a defense that was doing some unprecedented things a season ago. And 
arguably one of the greatest regular season defenses we've ever seen. You know, the way they've taken the football away, scoring touchdowns on defense. So I think he went into a perfect situation. Like I said, Bill Belichick, in my eyes, is the greatest NFL head coach of all time. So he's going to get to learn under him. Josh McDaniel. Oh, yeah. You know, he is he is chopping at the bits. He's loving this scenario. So I I have high expectations for Cam. I think a lot of people don't. They're so what have you done for me lately? Oh. You know, forget. But oh, the past two boy. seasons, Cam hasn't really played football much. He's been injured. He had the shoulder that one year, um, which was two years ago now, and he just couldn't force the football down the field. Um, I was even talking to Eugene Robinson, former color analyst on the radio for the Carolina Panthers. And he said, you know what? Teams are forcing this guy to beat you deep. They're stuffing everyone in close. And you can just tell that shoulder strength is not there to where he can throw the football down the field. Last year in the preseason, he gets a foot injury. He wasn't the same. Believe it or not, I'm working. This is Cam Newton's last ever game as a starter in the NFL. I remember this. two in Carolina, Thursday night. Night game, that's right. Thursday night, okay? And Cam Newton against Jameis Winston in the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, boy. And oh boy. it was, you know, they had come off of a tough loss week one at home in Carolina against the Rams. Then it's week two. You got a night game. I'm actually working for the NFL Network during this game, okay? And I'm down on the <laughs> sidelines. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say you call. You said you want to learn from me. Come on, man, you got Stop it like it. that. Stop <laughs> it, man. If I had money like you, Vince, I'd be all right. Stop playing with me. Vince. All right, keep going with the story, man. Keep going. I I, I, I came in your house. I came in your house, man. You ain't gotta try to fool no one. That boy, that boy, Vince, living in the mini mansion. So I'm down there on the sidelines. You know what? I think it's fourth and one. They're right at the goal line and. They need a score to win, and Cam Newton doesn't get the QB sneak or the QB design run on a fourth and one play that we're so accustomed to seeing. Snap the ball to Cam and let him run it down the defense's throat. Instead, they go to Christian McCaffrey. Wide. What a symbolic play, man. What a symbolic play. Um to sit here and think about that that would be the last time we ever see Cam Newton playing in a Carolina Panthers uniform. And what was so funny, man, and not necessarily funny, just just a wild circumstance. I'm sitting there working for NFL Network. We got the we got the show going on, the post-game show and it's Michael Irvin and Steve Smith Sr. sitting there arguing back and forth against each other about the play and you know who should have got it and who and, you know, they really took a deep dive. I wish we could get that footage, man, to, you know, go back and hear what they said. But what a symbolic play, man. And, and it's like, you know, that's that's the moment where you, you know, you see in hindsight, Christian McCaffrey is the new leader of the Carolina the torch, Panthers. The torch was passed the, that night. The torch was passed. And, you know, Cam Newton did have the injured foot, so... You know, I, I mean, you can you can really dive into it, but the way that the organization let him go and the rumors that popped up because they were like, oh, we're going to try to trade him. And then I remember several months later, 
I'm telling you, well, the Panthers should draft Jordan Love, the guy who Green Bay just drafted to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. I was so high on him, and you sent me a text. You're like, you know what? The coaches are high on Newton. They're going to keep him. And it was just like a lot of swirling news um, just for him to be eventually released. But it's just wild to me because as a diehard Chicago Bears fan, the year we drafted Mitchell Trubisky in the draft, we go and sign Mike Glennon to a three-year deal for mm. $18 million. $18 million per year. And you mean to tell me Cam Newton is getting a league minimum $500,000 guaranteed? Yeah, he's got a chance to get up to over $7 million in incentives, but Cam Newton's got a point to prove. It, yeah. We knew it wasn't about the money. This guy's got unfinished business. He's not happy with his his rookie records. He's not happy with his career records. He's not worried with his, you know, he's not satisfied with his Super Bowl appearance. He's not satisfied with his MVP season. This guy is coming to show I still got it. And I and I really think and I, I'm very I'm really happy for him because it was a very sad circumstance for the city of Charlotte when it was officially announced. I think a lot of people knew by the moves that were being done and when the new coach came in and all the changes going on. And plus, it was also noted, now please note that it was he did mention Coach Rule, the new coach, the brand new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, did note that he, he was looking forward to working with Cam this year. He's going to have a healthy Cam this year. Then Corona's hit. The virus hit. Testing was out was outrageous. Uh, the NBA was the first team to actually stop play, so you know it was severe. A lot of the players didn't have a chance to get those physicals. He had his, I think, in between that time in the month of March when it was due, I think, March the 13th. Physical was great, but something they saw or something made them turn a certain way. Like, okay, how old is he? And he hit, you think he might have how many? Four years? So it was like, should we invest in this all we have? We can save 19, 20 million dollars in free agents if we don't sign. We can save twenty million dollars and go out and go out and get whoever we really want. Who will be that young quarterback? But here's here's the thing: you didn't get a young quarterback. You went and signed Teddy to Teddy? more money, and he's not as good of a quarterback. With near, uh, oh man. You know, so it's like the questions begin to to rise from that. Why you are you to go paying younger. a quarterback $20 million a year when you're not ready to win now? You're in rebuild mode, but you just went and signed a $20 million quarterback. I get it. It's off topic, but I can't agree with any moves the Carolina Panthers are making. I think they are one of the worst franchises right now in terms of you know, making noise this year. I mean, if there's a season this year, I I suspect they'll be in the bottom five of teams. Which, which puts them in that position possibly to go for a college quarterback out of Clemson. Correct. If they are actually that bad. So Correct. Th- there are so many elements that mm. are just... So many oh. elements. But I will tell you, man, I, I think that New England was the only fit for Cam Newton when he did Absolutely. get let go by the Panthers there there was one clear fit and that was new england i mean you got the chicago situation too okay 
Yeah, we got- talked about this. Yeah, we talked about Chicago. We talked about New England. We talked about C. Uh, we talked about who else? Uh, the Chargers, uh, Los Angeles. Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah, we yep. talked about several teams out there that could actually use them. As a well, matter of right fact, now, going out with of Tampa. The, with the Chargers, with the chart. Well, I'm saying right now with the Chargers drafting a rookie, the Bears picking up Nick Foles. Tampa oh, yeah. gets Tom Brady. There's one clear fit. But, you know, you look at a team like Chicago and they go and trade a fourth rounder for Nick Foles. And now you got a $20 million contract coming in from Nick Foles. It's like, how many dumb decisions at quarterback are you going to make? <laughs> you could have had Cam Newton on a league minimum and not even had to make a trade. And is he really going to be that much worse than a Nick Foles? Oh, God, no. I get it. Nick Foles won Super Bowl MVP the year he won it with the Eagles. I get it. Like, he had one of the hottest stretches anyone's ever had. You know, he outdueled Brady when Brady threw for over 500 yards in the Super Bowl. But who who has the overall better team? Who has mm, the overall better team that year? Philadelphia. It's just great defense. It's just crazy to me to see, you know, a guy like Cam Newton sitting out there on the open market. Teams like Dallas going and picking up Andy Dalton, the Bears trading for a Nick Foles. And then you have, you know, guys like Jameis Winston and Cam Newton out here who who were starters and MVPs at that, Mm. you know, and they can't get a look. And they can't get a contract? They're getting half million, million dollar contracts? It just, something doesn't add up to me. Get me the numbers on Andy Dalton. How much is Andy Dalton going to be making this year in Dallas as a backup quarterback? Uh, Get me those numbers. He'll he'll be making more than Cam this year. He'll be making more than Cam. They said Chase Daniel is on a a larger deal. As the backup now behind Stafford in Detroit, he was backing up Trubisky in Chicago. This guy got like a few years, $13 million contract. It's guaranteed. It's like this stuff doesn't make sense to me. Now you got Cam Newton headed to New England with a point to prove, a motivated Cam Newton with the perfect coaching staff around him, with a defense that isn't going to give up a lot of points. This guy... That's a dangerous Cam Newton. This guy dangerous. could be in an AFC title game this year if, if we're going to play a season. Dangerous Cam Newton. Let me tell you, it's going to be a dangerous Cam Newton this year. So please, please. My guy, I just Cam want to, I want to Newton, double check. Bro. What's the schedule for the Panthers in terms of, do they play New England this year? I think they do. Ooh. I think they do. Do they play New England? We're, we're going to get our stats guy to check that out just to verify for us. So he's going to check on this here shortly. So we're going to check out the schedule for the Panthers and see when, when if they do play the Patriots, you best believe that that's going to be one hot ticket just to just to see what happens there. But that's a that's a very really good point. But wow, all I know is that the, the NFL this year has uh, not disappointed. It's been a little late. Because of everything that's going on, but they have not disappointed. We still have some great news, uh, some more news actually. We're switching over to more NFL news. What do you think about changing the name for the Washington Redskins to the what? You're asking me. Yeah, what, what do I, I mean, think they should change yeah, the name to? 
Well, actually, well, FedEx, the company who FedEx, actually right, they are yeah, FedEx they're asking the Redskins to change their their name. Right, I saw change that. Change your name. Change yep. your name. Owner uh, Daniel Snyder. Uh, they don't play stay- the Patriots this season. They're not this season, not unless this they season. play in the Super Bowl. But no, re- the only ask me that question again. Were you asking me what you think I, what yeah, I, I mean, think I they mean, should I, rename themselves to? Yeah. I'm, just out of I mean, curiosity. The yeah, simplest I mean, I, I name so. would be the Skins. The Skins, exactly. You know, the Skins. I mean, with the little dollar sign on the side of the helmet. Yeah, and you know what? I don't <laughs> have an issue with, with the name the Redskins, and that might be because I'm uneducated, okay? Yeah, I might I think, need to do a lot more educating. You know what? If, if, if you, that answer was probably – that answer was used today in a lot of society, I think we wouldn't have the issues that we're having. But, yeah, I am in the same category. I do know that it's just because it we're definitely, used to it. You know, we grew yeah. up. So I think that, uh, yeah, but they're actually, the name rights will be through 2025. FedEx, 2025. Has, the, ha, FedEx has the actual uh, name. They can use, they're using the stadium up until 2025. So after 2025, or maybe even this year, with depending on Daniel Snyder and his executive team, whether or not they've been talking about doing a change, but nothing has occurred. That change might be coming very soon or very later, but it is an issue that has been brought, been brought up, up for by quite FedEx. some time now. Yeah. Yes, I think FedEx is really getting on on everything regarding this being having this name changed as soon as possible. So that's something money that talks, right? money talks and yes, sir, walks. Absolutely. You're listening to The Shoot with Vincent Pride and Alex Javarsky. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or Progressive.com. Uh, we talked about, when we did talk previously before we got on the air, right, and we were going to talk about a few things, preferably this NF- NBA prospect. No, he is not in college. No, he's not overseas. He's in the United States. He's a sophomore in high school. Uh, Alex, give us some more details about this. This is a remarkable story that could that could actually change the landscape of the NBA again. For sure. And, and we're talking about Imani Bates here. And this one hits close to home as well. Imani Bates just declared, or he gave his verbal commitment to Michigan State. He's... Um, in the class of 2022, if you go look him up right now on ESPN's Top 100 and, and research the class of 2022, Imani Bates is number one. He's the highest. Wow. He, he, he's the top NBA prospect regardless of class, he, period. He's the top NBA prospect right now, whether it's a senior, junior, freshman, out of any class. And he, he just verbally committed to Michigan State, which – I don't think it's too much a surprise for people who really follow him because he's been working out with Rocket Watts, the shooting guard for Michigan State, who was a freshman last year. Rocket Watts will be a sophomore this year, and it looks like he'll probably be the top player for Michigan State. And um, yeah, Imani Bates verbally committed. It's interesting because, you know, we grew up, I actually was roommates with his cousin in Ann Arbor a few years back, and um, we were playing in a in a basketball league, a little adult league, you know, in Celine, which is a suburb of Ann Arbor. Um, Ann Arbor um, is is right where Imani is from. He's actually from Ypsilanti, which is the town over. Um, you know, they border each other. So that this, this kid, we 
we were playing in, a, in an adult basketball league one day, and um, this kid, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, steps out on the court <laughs> into the adult game, and of course I got to check him. Of course I got to check him. And you know what? He did not make any any buckets on me, but he kept trying to pull up from three. He never tried to drive. I'm sure if he tried to drive by me, let's be honest, he'd have got right by me. But, you know, I was putting a hand up. He kept missing threes. But this guy, I mean, he's been on the covers of ESPN, Sports Illustrated. He had his own segment on PTI the other day. I mean, wow. this kid is the real deal. He is the best prospect coming to the NBA since LeBron James and that's saying a lot I mean he is the only high school sophomore to ever win the Gatorade National Player of the Year ever not even LeBron James did that so for him to verbally commit to Michigan State you know what we'll have to wait and see because next year he should be a junior but there's talks of him reclassifying and next year will be his last year in high school and then he'll go to Michigan State but I'll tell you, there's been a lot of talk about the rule change into where these college players can go, you know, straight from high school to the NBA now. Um, excuse me, not college players, but the high school players can go straight from high school to the NBA, you know, kind of like LeBron and, and Kobe mm-hmm. and all those guys did it. So it's going to be interesting. Those talks have died down now during the pandemic. So we may see him play a year for Michigan State um, and stay close to home. You know I got to show some love for Michigan State, too. Come Absolutely. on, guys. Like, Absolutely. That's where I went to college at. I'm a former Spartan. I was there when, you know, Draymond Green was playing ball. Le'Veon and, and Kirk too. Cousins were the real deal when I was there. We were we were doing big things. So, big, you know, big day for the Spartans. A lot of people don't think he'll ever play because they think the rule will change and he'll go straight to the NBA. But this kid's got a ton of hype. He's been hyped up for years and years and years. Won the state title as a as a freshman. Um, I'm not too sure what was going on up in Michigan high school basketball or if they finished their you know, if they finish their state titles this year. But, I mean, this kid's a winner. And for him to declare, I mean, it was just some pretty big news this week. And, um, yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, they compare him to, like, a Kevin Durant. You know, tall, lengthy, oh boy, quick yeah. moves. He, he, They compare him to a Kevin Durant. But at the same time, they compare him to Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Magic Johnson. They, they compare him to all the greats. So, a lot of hype to live up to. Um, he actually played my high school team earlier this year and Huron out of Ann Arbor and Huron won the game. Um, they actually beat him and my my buddy was at the game um, and he kind of said, you know, he thinks, you know, the hype of being on ESPN and all this, he, he lets it get to his head. So he's kind of worried about him not being able to really listen to coaching and stuff like that. Like, you can't tell me nothing type of attitude but you know big news with Imani Bates um verbally committing to Michigan State earlier this week for all you basketball fans yeah just to give you a quick rundown he's a 6'9 wing player uh right at 200 pounds he averaged 32 points for 10 rebounds a game when he played on the Nike uh is that uh Ebio circuit with the Bates fundamental program that's it that's with uh yeah last summer at the Nike Palm one he's a professional I mean he's even starting his own association now for like workouts and stuff in Ypsilanti so I mean this guy you know he's a lot of pressure I feel like but it's funny because you know know, it sounds like 
right there. Like he's going to make some things happen, man. Yeah, definitely. He's going to make some great things happen. Close well, guess to what? home, we have, yep. we have reached halfway through the mark, so we're going to stop off, and we're going to stop off with our bottom bottom half hour of sports news. Uh, we're going to start off in college football for the bottom half hour sports review. Uh, Texas A&M has been put on a one-year recruiting, a one-year, actually a one-year probation. Uh, Coach Jimbo Fisher uh, was given a six-month showcase order for violating recruiting violations and also athletic-related activities. These violations did take place back in January of 2018 through February of 2019. So Coach Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies are on probation for this upcoming season, which takes us to... Will there be a season in college football because of mm-hmm. the many schools having cases of COVID-19? Uh, the University of Texas have stated that their foot college football season for all teams, which includes Baylor, uh, which includes Texas A&M, Texas, SMU, all the schools there in the state of Texas might not have football seasons this year based upon the current rising cases of COVID-19 that have actually exceeded over 10,000. I'm sorry, is that 10,000 or 100,000? I think it's actually 10,000 cases as of yesterday. Not in the state, but state, but not in, just in the state, but nationwide. Texas had over 10,000 cases in one day on last, on yesterday. So that's a very interesting, we'll keep, we'll definitely keep an eye out on that. Uh, in, in college, in college basketball, Duke's head coach Quits. <laughs> I thought to get your attention. Come on, that's the man. Th- that's the ladies' college basketball head coach, Duke head coach uh, Joanne P. McCallie has called it quits after 28 seasons of coaching. Uh, <laughs> while coaching at Duke, I scared you really bad, didn't I, Alex? While coaching at Duke, the team made 10 NCAA tourneys. Four straight elite. You scared the listeners. I told you I'm a Michigan (laughs) State guy. You didn't scare me. You scared all our local listeners. I know. They went straight to Sports Center. Like, what? What What the hell just happened? Right. They made four straight elite eights back in 10,000, back in 2010 to 2013. Uh, Coach McCallie ended up with 646 wins in her 28 seasons of coaching at Duke. At Maine and also at your alma mater, Michigan State. I thought you have known that. She coached women's basketball at Michigan State University, Alex. She was a Spartan. She was a Spartan. Let's love. go. Let's go. Let's show some go. love. Gotta and guess show what? some One love. More... <laughs> to end the bottom half hour of sports, uh, sports news, that is. Uh, have you played in a bubble before? You know what? I've played in a, a something like a bubble. What? Well, hold that point. Okay, well, hold that point. There. Yeah, we'll we'll come right back to that. But first, the final story is, and this is an honor one. Uh, Kobe Bryant has been officially named on the cover of NBA 2K21, the Legends Edition. Congratulations, uh, well deserved. Bryant was also on the cover of 2K10. And also on the Legends edition of NBA 2K17. So with Bryant, also Zion Williamson and Damian Leonard also are the cover athletes. So congratulations to Kobe and the family of Kobe. Uh, as we know, we lost Kobe 
this year. So still tough. To uh, it is. Yeah, it really anymore. is. It really is. But uh, his spirit will will remain uh, not just uh, on the court, but in our lives as well. So uh, NBA 2K, great job on that. So he will be the official cover for the 2K21 Legends Edition, and he definitely was a legend. Now, and that's your bottom half sports news brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Now, let's talk about the bubble. You know, Adam Silva, who's the NBA commissioner, is really looking to have add more teams to the teams in Orlando. But some teams say, I don't want to travel to Orlando. So this is what he has actually come up with. He's actually stated that he may allow teams eight, maybe nine particular teams to actually play in a bubble in their cities. Now, they have to meet the qualifications for COVID-19 and the CDC, but as the same, they are in Orlando. But there's a possibility that we might have nine more teams along with the East and West teams announced earlier this week or earlier last month regarding continuing to play uh, now, that's the NBA for the season, teams which is scheduled. going to be in the playoffs, though. These, I think it is. They still want to go out and just perform for perform their cities. And, and, and get a training camp style of workout in. You know, these are for some of the teams that didn't get invited to the playoffs. So, And this, they're calling it the Chicago Bubble. Yeah, I heard it was going to so, be in uh, yeah, Chicago. So, yeah, so that's, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out because you got guys like Ben Simmons, who's ready. To, ben Simmons, who announced for the 76ers guard, said he's ready to get back. A lot of players are ready to get back. A lot of players are not. And they are making some changes and adding players in a supplemental draft format because they understand the situation. I could understand it if my wife or whoever had a baby and I'm out there playing in the NBA, going to Orlando, traveling. You know, you want to make sure you stay safe. And I can understand that. And that's something that... Uh, they're they're actually allowing the, uh, the the teams to make changes or additions to their roster to finally finalize this season because it's scheduled to begin July 30th. So we are in this month to see basketball. Schedule has been announced. TNT, ESPN, and ABC have announced games. I still just don't. It's just, I, I just don't know. Just to give you a brief detail about this season, man. I mean, since June 23rd, 25 players have tested positive for COVID. Nine more tested positive today. So that makes, you know, we're talking about 34 players already testing positive for COVID. So, I mean, I just, I don't, I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago yeah, on, we our, on episode know, number four. They shut it down as soon up. as Rudy yeah, Gobert, the first player tested positive for COVID, they shut the whole league down. Now we've got several more players you know testing positive on what seems to be almost a daily basis so you know what's it going to take for them to reshut the thing down once it gets started again i mean you know there's there's possibilities of death and things like this so is it going to take a, a a head coach who's in his 70s to pass away or you know it's there's oh, just man. so many questions <clears throat> man i i can't even and, imagine and- and there are talks that some of those same coaches, like uh, I can't think Greg of any off the bat, unfortunately, but the old coaches, Gentry, yeah, pop, yeah, those Rick coaches Carlisle. might not be able to even coach on the sidelines because of this. So I mean, that just that is how powerful this is right now. And you got to think about it. Okay, we all are going through hard times right now, and we understand that we need a distraction, but. 
in order to have a distraction, we first got to come up with a solution to the issue, right? That's right. There is, there's nothing on the table today that I can go to a drugstore or go to a doctor and advise them to please provide me with this vaccine to help me to, to make sure that what I have, which is COVID, that it will actually help me to get better. There is nothing like that as of today. Now, the way things are going, we just don't know how an everyday thing is. So I'm using this as an example. But until this is kind of in the bag, I mean, I just don't know. We're talking. Now, you, you got to think about NFL players. They're bumping heads, cracking. You know, and the same thing with NBA players. Oh, yelling, man. NFL, smack. you think about those nine oh, guys geez. on the line with the, the left tackle, the left guard, the center, the right guard, the right tackle, all hip to hip. And then you got... You know, a D end, a D tackle, you know, pass rushing linebackers, everyone bunched up there right together, you know, nine, 10 guys up at the line together. What, how are you going to be able to avoid the spread of coronavirus with, with pile ups, you know, refs digging to find out who's got the lost fumble? Lost fumble, yeah. It's just like players tackling players. It, there, I I NBA don't think it's realistic when no, you truly I mean, think about it mm-mm. that there's going to be football this year, and I hate that. I hate to say that because I would love nothing more, as I'm pretty sure anyone yeah, you know listening, that. right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. it's just this tough. Is, this to, is this is it's tough to this think. Is part of us. Maybe baseball where they're a little more spread out and things like that. Everyone's not, mm-hmm. you know. But in football, they're hip to hip. They're that's close contact. And, and now you got these crazy rules in baseball, where they're saying you can't spit, you can't, or, or a manager cannot come out of the dugout and yell at an umpire because of the spray. You know, you're talking, and you know, God knows what's coming out your mouth—not just for words, but the actual, you know, the the glands, I guess you could call it, of the, you know, whatever. But there are so many crazy rules just for that. Now, you, what are they going to do in football? You can't line up beside the guard. When you tackle someone, you have to hold your breath. I mean, it's just, there's there's no way. I mean, I hate to say it. God knows I hate to say it because we all love sports so much, but we have to think about the safety of these people, these performers, these performers out here doing this. It's, it's, it's almost, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. I just don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I really hope it does. I really and truly hope it does because it's going to be... Uh, I think we will survive, though, right? We we have to, we will survive. We all know that. But, you know, Because training camps right now are on hold in the NFL because of this. They're still trying to figure out how they're going to... You know, how they're going to get this done and will the... Only the offensive linemen, they'll be... Can you actually have six feet in between a locker room space like that? You know, you, you've seen it. You've seen the Panthers locker room. It's huge. But, you know, I, if from a realistic standpoint, it's just going to be really hard. Really, really hard. And we would love to hear your opinion about it. I mean, I, I think that it's something. You know, just send me, send myself a, send myself a tweet or send me a, what is it? An Instagram thing? <laughs> You can tell I'm old. I don't use it. I mean, I, I receive Instagram messages, but I don't even know how to send one. I just put it that way, okay? I don't know how to send one, and I'm embarrassed by saying it, but 
It's the truth. I can send a Facebook request. I mean, a Facebook post, Facebook all day long. But when it comes to sending an Instagram, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Come on, man. We did our first live show on Instagram. I didn't send you an Instagram message. I actually texted you by phone and said, okay, we got You need Instagram, man. Come (laughs) on, man. Hit me up with your needs. I got you. I I have Instagram. I just don't know how to send a message to you. I got you. All right, you got me. So okay, now I'm gonna. Now we're learning about Instagram for so for 19.99. Send make your check payable to Alex Javarsky Teaching, one Post Office Box One, Charlotte, North Carolina two eight two one two. We'll get you ready, <laughs> and we'll repeat that address at the end of the show as well. So if you're not Instagram savvy like Alex is, make sure you uh, stay tuned, and we'll provide the address. And the, who you can make the checkout to to figure out how to send an Instagram message because I'm obviously the only one on earth who doesn't know how to do this. Thank you for making me feel two feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. So look, uh, did I really scare you with the with the Duke head coach quitting? You didn't scare me. I did. No, yeah, you I did. didn't. I scared a lot. I scared you guys you out scared. there listening in the ACC. That's right. We still the, got my and, fantasy picks coming up at the end of the show. The final three of the, right. of the first round on the big board. We got one through nine already. Board. 10, 11, 12. Yes. We've had a packed show, to be honest with we you. Really so, I mean, that's packed. great. We're going to, and you definitely, I'm going to give you an update on the first, it's the first nine. First nine. The first nine. Okay. All right. Are you ready? You know what? Can we do it now? We'll do it no, now. Well, we can do it no, now. Sure? We can do Wait it now. Well, we, we can do the just... top nine. You want to do top nine and then I'll do my this day in history? Do it. In sports history? Do it. Okay. Here we go. All right. So let's, uh, to brief you guys out there who are listening. Oh, by the way, these picks are brought to you by the, the Martin Advantage Radio Team at, at uh, Bliss Realty. Ola Martin is part of the is head of the Martin Advantage Realty team. Give her a call at 803-370-2665. If you're looking to buy or sell your home in North or South Carolina, Bliss Realty, Martin Realist, Martin Advantage Realty team. All right, so here's the top nine picks from Alex's big board fantasy-wise. And just to let you know, Alex is uh, really good. So just to let you guys know, you need to get your pens out and paper and here we go. I'm going to go over the top nine. Uh, starting off in Carolina with uh, Christian McCaffrey, first round, first pick overall. Shaquan Barkley, New York Giants, number two. Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Michael Thomas at four for the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Dalvin Cook, fifth pick for the Minnesota Vikings. Alvin Kamara. Number six pick, uh, running back, New York's New Orleans Saints, excuse me. Devontae Adams, wide receiver, Green Bay Packers at number seven. Tyreek Hill, Kansas City Chiefs, running back, and punt returner, number eight. And, of course, rounding out the top nine, DeAndre Hopkins of the, not Houston Texans, <laughs> Arizona Cardinals, wide right. receiver. That was the worst move in the history. You saw the worst move in the history of the NFL. Oh, man. <gasps> that was horrible. Oh, man. And we we are rounding out the first round of my fantasy big board, 10, 11, and 12, coming up at the top of the hour. Wow. Unbelievable. I still can't figure out why did Houston – and, you know, I, every time I think of the Houston Texans, I, 
I'm, listen, I'm not trying to, I don't hate nobody, but I don't like O'Reilly at head coach. It's something about him. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, him, yeah, him too. I don't like him either. It's just something about him when he coached at college. I just did not like and him trying to coach in the NFL. It's just, you know, yeah, it showed a hard He's a knocks, GM yeah. too. Yeah, he's the GM. That never yeah, works out when the that coaches never, play GM. Ever, right? ever works out. Yeah, I'm thinking it's just a matter of time right now. Right. But you know, McNair, who passed away as the Houston, Texas owner, uh, I'm not sure who's actually running the organization down there. But uh, uh, yeah, I would be getting rid of him pretty soon. But uh, okay, this day in history, which is July 2nd, what happened? 20, what happened? What happened? You want to know what happened in 2008? It's involving the NBA. On this day in 2008, it's finals time. What right. in 08 did right, the you're, Lakers? You're good. You're close. Did the Lakers? The, is it the Lakers? No, it's is not it the actually Spurs? the Lakers. Uh, 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 no. And it's not <laughs> the think Spurs. Think about it. Talk it's actually me. a name change. How about that? A name change. Meta World Peace. <laughs> Not a player name change, a but a team, team name a change. Team name change. Yeah, team name. The change. Hornets, the Bobcats, <laughs> the Pelicans. Talk to me. All right, I'm striking Some, out. Huh? Yeah, I know you are Dang. big time. A 305 says hello, and he said, "Yeah, you're striking out." Oh so. man! <laughs> Look, a settlement was reached with which allows the Seattle SuperSonics. To move to Oklahoma to City. Oklahoma City. Tell That's my right. boy, Mister Three Hundred Five. I say, what's up, man? <laughs> you got it. Personally, man, the, I need. The, you need to meet Three Hundred Five. I gotta yeah, meet. You gotta set yeah. that up, man. That's, I got that's that. my that's boy, a, man. That's an easy fix, man. But yeah, Come a on. settlement was reached, which allowed the Seattle SuperSonics to move to Oklahoma City. The team owner at the time, Clay Bennett, had to pay the city of Seattle forty-five million dollars hmm. for the move. That's pocket change for you. You don't want with big money. Oh, jeez, man. Listen. Man, isn't it devastating to have a team move out of a city, man? So beloved. The Seattle Supersonics. We're about the Baltimore like, Colts and the NFL. Oh, man. With the, with the, the whole Charlotte Mayflower Hornets trucks. the first time. Yeah, they got oh, the Bobcats, yeah. but yeah. it's just never been the same. It's just, man. Seattle, actually, I thought the Supersonics were really good. They had, they had Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, yeah, Ray Dave Allen McMillan. I mean, they had a they had sure. a lot of... Back in the day, when they were actually a prominent NBA team. They took on the Bulls in the finals. Oh, no. They lost, but they were there on for the West. Right. So, I don't know what happened with that. I don't know. I, it, I just don't know. But that's on this day, <laughs> July in 6th, history. 2008. Yeah. This date in history also... Uh, Nah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. We won't go that far back. I don't want to go back to two, 1902. <laughs> not we going back that. that far, huh? We're not going back to 1902. It's not well, Chicago you know Cubs related, is it? Oh, you you thought about the old... You thought about that that goat, uh, the goat walking in front? Was it a goat walking that in front was of the o- That had to be after 08 because they won the, they won the <laughs> World Series in 08. See, I got my history... I can go back to 1908 with the history. I can go back to 1908 with the history. 1902 <laughs> is a little before my time. Okay, I got you. Okay, well, how about but this? What happened Let's in go... 1902, man? Now you got to Actually, tell uh, John McGraw. John McGraw. Was... You remember John McGraw? Before my of, time. Like... Before my yeah, before time. Yeah, before your time. Well, yeah. he was actually hired as manager of the New York Giants 
a position he would actually hold oh, until Cut 1932. Nobody care about that, Come man. Come on, <laughs> man. Come on, man. We don't got it. You asked me. <laughs> you, we just lost. Uh, we just lost a sponsor. I'll uh, be damned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, breaking news! Sir Pur got fired again. Ola, oh my god! Ola left us. <laughs> Ola, don't leave us, baby. Please Ola, don't leave man. us. Uh, Serper got fired again. Oh wow! Well, you want to do this fantasy or what you trying to do? Yeah, let's do the fantasy. (laughs) Let's do the fantasy before all of our damn listeners leave. So yeah, here we go. We're gonna go with the fantasy. We're gonna talk three picks today. Pick ten, eleven, and twelve. Rounding out the the floor is yours of the big board. If you're in a twelve-team league, this will round out the first round. I believe if you pick up any of these guys who I've got in my first round here, you made the right move. You didn't do bad. Let's round it out again. Number one, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, two, Zeke Elliott, three, Mike Thomas, four, Dalvin Cook, five, Alvin Kamara, six, Devontae Adams, seven, Tyreek Hill, eight, number nine, DeAndre Hopkins, and number 10, my first guy on the list this week of my three fantasy players revealed you got any idea vince number 10 who's number 10 good guess good guess they do wear the same jersey color but it's my guy down in tampa bay now catching passes from tom brady and it's not chris godwin it's It's mike evans it's mike evans it's mike evans i think he is on pace this year, if he gets a thousand yards, it'll be his seventh straight season. Um, starting out from year one through year seven, I think I heard he'll be the only player ever in NFL history to go for over a thousand yards in his first seven seasons. Um, mm. I like this guy, Mike Evans. He's too talented. Sitting there at number ten, a lot of the primetime players are gone already. The big name backs, the big name receivers. Well, guess what? Mike Evans, he's a big-name receiver. He's got a big-time name in Tom Brady throwing to him now Mm. down in Tampa Bay. And I like Mike Evans a lot. Slot him in at number 10 for me. This guy is the real deal. He's now catching passes from Tom Brady. I've got Mike Evans sitting there at number 10. Mike Evans, Tampa Bay Bucks, number 10 slot. Okay. Number 10, Mike Evans. I like it, and I like it a lot. I like it more and more now, so So, sounds good. At number 11, I'm going with another receiver. Same division. Why is this guy still on the board, Vincent? Julio. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. People are going to ask you, why Julio Jones? Listen to me, man. People want to ask 99 receptions a year ago. 99 receptions a year ago for 1,300 plus yards. He had 1,394 yards receiving. He had six touchdowns. This guy is one of the greatest receivers in NFL history. Let's throw that out. This is fantasy. This isn't real life. This guy puts up numbers each and every week. He's still got Matt Ryan throwing him the football. What if Atlanta has a bounce-back season this year? I mean, Julio Jones is their offense. They no longer have Devontae Freeman. They no longer have Tevin Coleman. Roddy White. 
Mm. Or no, not Roddy White. I'm no, sorry, Mohamed you went, Sanu. That's Mohamed back in 1902. Come Mohamed on, Sanu <laughs> gets traded to the Patriots last year for a first-round pick. Cam's good friend Cam's now. Cam's good friend now. So Julio Jones is the focal point of this offense. He's too talented. He's a big-name guy. Big-name guys shouldn't even still be on the board available for you here at number 11. But I like Julio Jones. Slot him in here at number 11. Number 11, Julio Jones. Uh, Julio just let Jones. you know that uh, Roddy White is Roddy Wright was jotted back in 1902. Just he like was that. in 1902. <laughs> my, my fault, my fault, my fault. Oh, man. I'm just pulling your legs. Oh, okay. that's, good. that's a good the pick. The fantasy but, uh, knowledge is good for it. Any up-to-the-minute fantasy news and advice is, is it's good through me. Come on, man. Absolutely. You know it. Number 12. I got a guy, okay? Number 12. To finish out the first round of my Fantasy Big Board 1.0 for all of those of you who play in 12 teams leagues. A guy who... This is this is probably my most surprising pick of my first round. And um, this guy really impressed me last year. I know a lot of people are like, why hasn't Derrick Henry? Why hasn't this guy been named yet? I'm going with Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Slot him in there at number 12. And I'm going to tell you why, man. This kid as a rookie last year, I didn't get to see him play much. But I did see him play against Green Bay. And let Ooh. me tell you, man, the oh way he God. would stiff arm people mm. in that game. I was like, this is a man playing amongst boys like... This guy is the real deal. I just think he, just seeing him, you ever watch a guy play and, you know, he's not touted as high as he 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 certainly ends up becoming like a Calvin Johnson. If you watch him, Megatron, his rookie year, I just watched a guy like that and uh, I'm like, this guy's the best receiver in the NFL. You know, this is when he was behind Roy Williams there in Detroit. But same type of thing, man, if you got an eye for talent, and I'm not trying to hype myself up or anything, but I watched this kid play. He's a special player. The things he was able to do as a rookie, yeah, he got banged up at the end of last year. So I think, you know, this is a guy who could slip. Um, like I said, probably my most controversial pick, but I love this guy. Josh Jacobs, you're sitting there with the last pick of the first round. Slot him in there. Great story as well, University of Alabama. At one point in time, living out of his car, his family was so. He's hungry. This this is one of the, this when he got picked first round for the Raiders. I you know how I feel about Alabama, but I was very happy for him. One of the one of the one of the you know, very nice, pleasant young man. He's humbled by absolutely everything. Great pick. Great overall. Playing just for John a, Gruden. A, I think he likes oh, to run geez. the ball. Yeah. You know, this guy's young. He's hungry. He had over a 1,000 yards rushing last year as a rookie with seven touchdowns. Had 20 receptions to go with that for, you know, however many yards. And it's like, this guy, this guy was injured for a portion of the season. So a healthy Josh Jacobs. I'll take him all day if he's still available. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there's your top 12 brought to you by Regressive Insurance and Alex's Big Board. Um, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Thomas, Cook, Kamara, Adams, Hill, Hopkins, Evans, Jones, and Jacobs. If you need more information about our picks, 
check out our show. Our show's a podcast. You can listen to it at any time. Available on Spotify, available on Apple Podcasts, and available wherever you listen to our show. And that was it. That's that's our show. That's, that's, that's our show. That quick. That's our show. Man, what, we, we, we were we Cam here today. That's day. our show. But you know what? Uh, congratulations to Cam being a new New England Patriot. Mohamed Sanu is enjoying it. He, he had some video out there earlier. He's happy. I'm happy for him. How do you feel about it? Oh, I happy? love it, man. Those love it, my man. Bible verse I read most recently. Those those that are are first will be last, and those who are last will be first. We'll right? Be first. God bless you, Vince. God bless you. Have a great day, everyone, and thanks for joining us tonight. Seven thirty, the game. ESPN Charlotte presents the shoot with Vincent Pride and Alex Javarsky. Yowza! Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello, Alex. How's it going on this beautiful day today? Never better, Vincent. What's going on, my boy? <laughs> it's going great. It is going great. And today's show is brought to you by the Martin Advantage team at Bliss Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, Ola Martin is the contact person you need to call. Give her a call at 803-370-2665. She is licensed in the state of North and South Carolina. That is the Martin Advantage team at Bliss Realty. Ola Martin, phone number 803-370-2665. And Progressive Insurance. For your home, life, motorcycle insurance, give Progressive a call. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit us at progressive.com. I want to ask you a question before we get started, you know, as I usually do in a fun way. Do you remember a show called The Six Million Dollar Man? Talk to me. Tell me more. It's, 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 it's probably way before your time, actually. It's a uh, show started a gentleman named Lee Majors. He was actually, it was a sitcom. Uh, I think it was on ABC Network on and they talked, this guy was a, he was, re, he, was a, he was a human being, but the military, actually, he got hurt or got killed or something, but the military rebuilt him, put him back together like uh, Humpty Dumpty. And the parts that he had on his body were worth $6 million. He could run fast. He could. He had the strength of 100 men. That's the $6 million man back in the 70s. Today, we have the fi- half a billion dollar man. I was wondering where you were going with this. Yeah, you got that? You got it? Was that a nice segue or what? Was that nice? Mahomes, Patty, Patty oh, Mahomes. Boy, what, what can, I mean, the ripple effects of his contract still going throughout, not just the NFL, but sports overall. I'm going to give you the gist of his contract. And Alex, we're going to talk about this thing. Oh, we'll man, talk about I mean, this kid. Uh, he's had He's had a more successful year. You know, he's had a more successful NFL career than most QBs have had throughout the entirety of their career. And he's what? Three years into the league going on three years. And uh, some notable quotes I want to bring up as we go on. But here's the deal. Patrick Mahomes signs a 10 year. Four hundred seventy seven million dollar contract. But there are uh, some. The guarantee is 477. If he makes a Super Bowl, if he does any other things per his contract, Patrick Mahomes will end up making, after the 10 years, is over $503 million. 
the next closest player to that, of course, is Mike Trout with the uh, L.A. Angels, who signed a 12-year, $430 million, which is not, not too shabby, but makes Mahomes the highest-paid athlete ever in the history of sports. Uh, of course, here comes the questions. Here comes the questions. He was quoted last year as saying that he didn't, he did, he couldn't read defenses until year two. That's scary. <laughs> Just so happens he won a Super Bowl. So I mean, does he? It's not even about it. Does he deserve this? What is your take on it? Because I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, he's a great quarterback. I love his flash. I love the way he plays. He is. He is the future of the NFL quarterback prototype. I think My he's in a great fit it. in Kansas City. As a, you know, if I'm going to look at it from a fan's perspective, I would be ecstatic if I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, We got our guy. We locked him in for the next 12 years. Yeah, they gave him a 10-year contract, but you got to look. They've got his fourth year this year. Then they'll get to exercise his fifth-year option next year, and then they added 10 more years. So we've got Patrick Mahomes for the next 12 years. And you know what? It is worth it because even if he doesn't live up to expectations, I want to pay this man after seeing what he's done. If you look back to his first year in the NFL, we didn't get to see Patrick Mahomes. He gets drafted, genius move by Andy Reid and the Chiefs to trade up to go and pick him in the draft, you know, right after Mitchell Trubisky. He was, <laughs> what, the next quarterback off the board, if I'm not mistaken, exactly. in front of Deshaun Watson. and. He, he sits behind Alex Smith for for a season, his rookie year, which, you know, some people may not remember that. But yeah, exactly, his, exactly. His first year in the league, what, he comes in and throws for 50 touchdowns or something crazy <laughs> like that? It's just, like, unheard of. He's doing things that we've never seen before, no-look passes, throwing across his body. It's like this guy's a mixture of Brett Favre mixed with Tom Brady mixed with, you know, a little bit of everyone he's mixed with. And I I, I look at this guy and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But when you look at the talent of Patrick Mahomes, you, you look and you say this could arguably be the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's what, three years in, his second year just finished being a starter. He's already taken his team to a Super Bowl. And he and won, won it. And, yes, won. and won. He's got a Super Bowl ring. The sky is the limit. You've got to say if there's football being played and there's an NFL season, he's got to be the favorite, right? Why? Because each year you look outside of maybe when Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles beat Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl, every year, what's the one consistency about the Super Bowl winning team? They've got an elite-level quarterback. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, they've now got the best quarterback in the NFL if we're talking right now. So Absolutely. I love the move, as, as you know, from a fan standpoint. Um, you see a lot of these guys look at Dak Prescott, which I don't even want to mention in the same <laughs> breath as Patrick Mahomes, but they're struggling to get a contract out there for him. You know, it's like... They're going to franchise him. Look at Kirk Cousins. I'm not comparing any of these guys to Patrick Mahomes. I'm yeah. trying to make a point when it comes mm-hmm. to getting guys paid. You saw in Washington, they keep franchising Kirk Cousins. Well, eventually, when you keep franchising him, that price on that franchise tag just continues Goes up. to grow and exactly. grow and grow. 
So now you're out of luck because you can't franchise them anymore. And if you try to get a long-term deal done, it you know it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot. So to lock this cat up early, it's 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 beautiful because these contracts, especially for quarterbacks, they just continue to grow and grow and grow year after year. You know, the first big one we saw, I think, was Flacco back in the day. He gets exactly. that hundred million dollar deal. And then these these contracts have just went up and up and up, upwards into the, you know, $35 million range with Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilsons of the world, guys like this. So Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you hear everyone say he's worth every penny. That's too cliche for me. I yeah, mean, you ain't going to catch yeah. me saying that. No, and, and don't forget about and don't forget about Cam's 100 as well. Everyone who said it, he's worth every penny, you're corny. Yeah. <laughs> don't be corny. Please don't be, don't corny, be corny. Yeah, exactly. And you got to look at the weapons that he has. Oh, they like a they beautiful. Like, they like beautiful cream weapons. corn, bro. Oh, no. I, I, you know what? As a kid. You and love my mama, cream corn, didn't you? Well, yeah, I did. But let me tell you what happened. And yes, we're going off subject. But, Mama, if you're listening, I just want you to know I love you. But the cream corn thing kind of played out. Uh, I ate so much of it to where, you know how you eat something and eat it over and over again? It just kind of. You, you get a little tired of it. I got way tired out, of it. Kind of like yeah. how Mahomes uh, is going to be in 12 years. You play it uh, over and over again, you're going to be tired or not. Just messing but we with hope, you. <laughs> but we hope that he continues on the positive way. with. And you know what? The, the, the oh, Chiefs man. still have a great chance to add so many weapons. The with sky's free agency. the limit. My question I mean, for you, Vince, is how many Super Bowls does this guy have when he retires? I think a total of three. Three? Okay. Yeah, I, He has one right now. I think over the next 10 years, if not sooner than that, he might end up winning two more. And I would say, suffice to say, if there is a chance of playing this year, he would actually maybe win the Super Bowl back to back. Does he year. finish his career with the Chiefs? That's a very good question. Of course, based on his performance, based on what the owner thinks, Mister Mister Mrs. Hunt. So there are a lot of factors there. I would There's like a no-trade clause in there, No trade too. clause in there, exactly. But there is a clause for him to opt out of his contract as well. No trade clause, but he could opt out. I think He's, it's a I great don't fit play. Him, and, yeah. him and Andy Reid there in KC, too, and you know? Just to let you know, the ticket sales now for the uh, the cheapest tickets there at Arrowhead Stadium are $3,000 in the nosebleed section, and it comes with a towel. <laughs> to catch the blood when you're sitting Does there. Does it come so with a piece of Mahomes' hair? Yeah, that would be no. <laughs> the tickets that the paper that the tickets are on is like a it's probably gonna be like a laminated type of deal. You know, you're gonna pay three thousand I mean I, I'm just playing in Kansas City. I lo- right. I got some friends who went to Schlegel High School in Kansas City, Kansas. Great great roommates there in college. Uh but yeah, it's uh I, that's the fans are gonna. This is this is something great. This is a feel good story. A, a young man. I think he hasn't turned twenty five yet. He's out there. He's living the dream. We just hope that he does a great job. Stay healthy. You know. Now you know. With that being said, there's gonna be a. You know. There's gonna be a, a bullseye on him every single game. Who's gonna be the person who takes down the six hundred or five hundred million dollar man? Or will the line be able to hold him? And I think that. I think that's no problem at all. I mean, he's had time at the pocket to pass, run, do whatever it takes. If you look at the AFC Championship game last year, 
this guy in a pocket, he's, he has that sense. You know, you have to have that sense. As a quarterback yourself, you know how much time you have in the pocket. Your clock goes off. If it's 1-1,000, 2-1,000, 3 then you know at that time, I got to get rid of the ball, throw it away, or run. He has that instinct that you just can't teach. It's a natural instinct that he has. He might have got it from his dad, who actually played Major League Baseball. So it, it's in his blood as an athlete to do the things that he's been doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see this happen to him. Now, here comes the question. And it's not related to Mahomes. It's related to the guy you said you wouldn't mention in the same breath as Mahomes. Now, you know Dak Prescott has not signed yet. Is there a possibility that we could see two $500 million men? No way. Dak Prescott <laughs> will not make that type of money. But I will tell you something, Vincent. As a diehard Chicago Bears fan, so happy we drafted Trubisky over Mahomes. We just saved ourselves $500 million. Mm. And, I, that, and you're, you're being joke. sarcastic, right? Yeah, that's I was going to say, you're being sarcastic. Well, think about it. You guys have done a lot for the NFL. You gave us Greg Olson, right? So, I mean, <laughs> we're loving you. We love Chicago, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I knew that would draw your iron on that oh, one. But, you know, man. I mean, but the, the, he's going to be great. We are so happy. Patrick Mahomes is, uh, I need $10. I need well. Actually, I need more than ten dollars. Lebron, him, I mean. Lebron tweeted out asking him for five. That's fifteen. <laughs> it's adding up quick. <laughs> I think that might have been an M behind that five to be from mm. Lebron. You know, from Lebron, you know, man. He's he said, not. He's not hurting either, man. I let tell me. You. Let me hold five. Oh, jeez. I mean, speaking of Lebron, they speaking start in LeBron, the bubble. They are they start in the bubble. They came into camp. I mean, they're all yeah. well, not camp, but uh, in Orlando. At the ESPN Wild World of, World of Sports, and they're they're getting ready. Thirty first, first game, but you know, and you hate to bring this up, but it is just facts. Florida, California, Texas, and other states. Over thirty five states have actually increased the COVID. And their percentage of COVID has increased incredibly. So it's it's going to be weird. I mean, think about last night. A prime example, last night, MLS soccer began back. They ended up having 19 players test positive for COVID. 19 out of the two teams. You know, is this a sign of just, you know, just stop it? Is this, is this what it's, I mean, I, we've talked about it a couple of weeks ago. And you noted, and I agreed, and I totally stand behind it. I think they should just scrap the season. Uh scrap everything for right now and let's first find this vaccine or find something that's gonna if it does happen let's try to prevent it from escalating you know is this a sign where these guys go out and they start playing and and one thing about it the NFL professional NBA NFL Major League Baseball all these other NHL hockey they're all receiving some of the best technology in the CDC to make sure that they are Standing, staying away from each other six feet away. Make it, they're being tested constantly. Yeah, but they've got have, those rings. They've got yeah, the, the rings. rings that's that, right. The red ring. Yeah, when it, it goes red, it lets you know you are six feet. You are within the six feet barrier. They said the you know. Charlotte Hornets couldn't even get one of these rings. Duh, you know, it's it's and then you think about this. Compare professional sports to college, where they don't have the rings. 
you know, but college sports, as you know, and I know, brings in tons of revenue. And they're trying to push these young men and ladies, because it's a sports, it's the NCAA Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, whatever it may be. They're not pushing them. They're saying, let's try to get the season started. But they're not, they don't have access to the most equipped technology to prevent these kids from getting sick. They're coming into camps with COVID. They're receiving COVID while in these camps. I'm going to be honest with you. Listen, and this makes sense, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic. The Ivy League, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, the whole nine, they decided to stop sports of any kind for this year. Uh, if I'm an Ivy Leaguer, I'm, I, it takes a little brains to go to school there. So maybe they might know a little something. You know, what, what do you think? <laughs> you know, they may know a little something, not more yeah. than us, but yeah, they might have the ups and hey, this thing is not gonna, this is not gonna work, you know. Shout out my boy Brian out. Yang. My boy Brian Yang. I played high school football with him. He was a safety for us, played in the band at halftime too. He what? went to, he went to Harvard. He he was telling me one summer we came back from school. I was at Michigan State. He was at Harvard, came back. We were playing some ball together. Um, during one of the summers, we were both back in Ann Arbor together. He said, you know, no one's ever finished Harvard with a 4.0. He still had a 4.0 at this time that we were talking. So shout out my boy, Brian Yang. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think that we could end up seeing these Ivy League schools being ahead of everyone else. Because when I see this news come out today, first by the Big Ten Conference, and they say, we're going to only have conference games this year. We'll have a 10-game schedule with conference games. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of NCAA basketball this season. Remember when breaking news came out and they said the tournament will be played with no fans in attendance. Uh It was big breaking news. And then a few days later, what's happening? All these conference tournaments are getting shut down. Boom, we hear there will no longer be a conference tournament at all let alone an NCAA tournament. They shut the whole thing down. So what does it tell me? I see these little things. They're like trying to sound optimistic. Now they're like, okay, we can't do football or college football like we normally would. So what are we going to do? We're going to limit it to conference games. We're going to do this. Well, guess what? I think this is just setting it up for it to be shut down. I hate to be a pessimist like that, but... It's what it reminds me of. I mean, you see these little steps being taken. Well, cool. It sounds good now until we get ready to play games and the virus is still in full effect. And what are you going to do? Say, oh, okay, conference games is going to lessen the spread of the coronavirus. No, these guys are still going to line up an inch away from each other. I think football is probably the most dangerous sport for it with the offensive line and defensive line, you know, locked arm to arm side by side it's just like tackling people pile ups it's just it it doesn't make sense to me I think it sounds good now it may sound like you know okay cool conference games we've we've got some hope still but what's going to happen when we get closer to the time to actually play games and the the virus is still here I totally agree. I, I really think that what they're doing is trying to come up. They have they have plans. Trying to hold you out hope. You, you have to have plans for this. Plan one is to first 
let's start with conference games only. It, it actually saves on traveling from city to city, state to state. That will stop, that may cease to spread, but yet still, even within conference games, the, the same thing occurs. As a matter of fact, conference games are probably more of the, uh, the rivalry games as well, because if you're playing a conference game, you're playing within your 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 conference, and you might your school one of the schools might be a rival school, which you would actually kind of be more passionate to play about, uh, i.e., uh, Michigan, Michigan State, or Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or Tennessee, Vanderbilt. I mean, or Washington, Washington State. I mean, these are conference games. You're playing interstate games in your conference against a rival school. You're going to be amped up, Miami, Florida State. I mean, you're going to be amped up. Who's really going to get hurt by this, though, are these smaller schools, the Central Michigans of the world, the Western Michigans of the world. You know, they're they're missing out on all this money that they'd be paid to come and play these non-conference games. I think the Big Ten was scheduled to have 33 non-conference games. Well, look at all these millions of dollars that these smaller Mm. schools are going to miss out on huge that is huge and as a matter of fact one of the schools i want to say central michigan's uh director athletic director stated this has just begun in terms of the actual cancellation of non-conference games i really think and you hit it right on the head i think that it's just a matter of time before breaking news at sports center breaking news at fox wherever the case may be the 2020 NCAA football, basketball, hockey, tennis, softball, baseball seasons have been canceled at the following colleges. And then it's just going to be a matter of time before everyone falls suit. You have to think about it. Yes, we need something to entertain ourselves. I mean, not really, but you got to think about the safety of the players on the field, on the court, on the court's tennis courts, basketball courts. I mean, this is nothing to play with for people who have had COVID-19, whether you're 65, whether you're 30, or maybe even 21. It takes a toll on your body from a respiratory standpoint. Now, I'm 50, and you best believe me, I am not going to be anywhere near or be out at any game or out anywhere because, I mean, I just, I'm not... I'm not fearful, but I, I'm safe. God gave me brains to to use to make the best decisions. So I'm not going to put myself in a position to tempt my immune system to see if it can handle something like this. But and another thing, Roger Goodell came out today with, uh, you know, we talked about the NFL and how alignment and these offensive linemen and the defensive linemen lining up against each other. Well, one rule now that they have stated, which is part of protocol, is that after the games, you know, how the teams meet at the center of the field, they might take a knee for prayer, exchange jerseys. Uh-uh! Can't do that anymore. That's a COVID violation. Protocol states that each player must stay six feet away from each other. There will be no jersey exchanges after every NFL game. And I got a quote from Deshaun Watson, who's a quarterback of the Houston, Texas, who says, quote, that's damn silly, y'all, unquote. If we're out there battling each other on the field, being sacked and hit, why can't we thank each other after the game as we have been doing? Which is a legitimate reason, right? You're on the field for, what, three hours with somebody? And all of a sudden, after the game is over, you can't not shake hands, but you can't, like, 
can't be, stand six feet within them, but yet still you're doing it on the field while playing. What sense does that make to you? And then you're going back in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, and the old locker rooms, that's another thing. close thing. proximity. Yeah, they're six feet away now. So every other locker, you got you got, you got got an empty locker right next to you. So, I mean, it's... I understand it. We all understand it. And we understand the importance of just having something to enjoy, feeling a little sense of norm, you know, I, I, we all and we understand that there's a lot of money involved, but until there is something that can stop, halt, cease this spread, until we can identify what it is not, uh, what it is not like, how can we stop it in terms of not stop it, but you know, eliminate it? Until we find something like that, dude, there is no. I just don't see anything occurring for a long period of time you know and I, 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 there's a sense where you have to come a little bit to you have to be you have to think about reality this is reality here you hate to say it and you and I are as sports broadcasters and former athletes and lovers of the games wherever it is you know you just have to you gotta say enough enough I mean you, you, you're really I understand the I understand all the protocols and the steps you want to take and this may work, but how much time and money are you spending trying to figure something out when it just can't work? And how many people are you going to put in danger because it just can't work? And when will they shut it down? What severity of illness until they decide to shut it down again? Yeah, I mean in the middle of the NBA season, in the middle of a game, remember this? I think it was the was it the third quarter in one of the games where they just made an announcement on the PA that we're going to stop playing. You know, just all of us. It was it was March the twenty fifth or the twenty sixth. It was my birthday, the twenty sixth. They stopped a game mid game in the third quarter, and then it was a ripple effect. It started in Philly, then it moved to Cleveland. Then they moved to L.A. And it was all the games that were going on at this time. They stopped them almost simultaneously. And the games that night were postponed. And that was the last time you saw As soon as Rudy Gobert, the first NBA player to get diagnosed, they shut it down. Well, I'm wondering, once these guys start testing positive again, what happens? People are dying from this disease. What happens if someone passes away from COVID? Are they going to continue on, try to make amends, try to keep going, try to keep playing games? Shut it down. It's not worth it. There have been over a hundred and, and I may be mistaken, over 130, maybe 150,000 Americans who have passed away from this vicious, vicious disease. The state of New York City. I recall this as if it was yesterday, and it was actually in the month of March. The cases where New York was the actual epicenter of the virus, how doctors and nurses were—it was—it was the—it was, the, was almost like a, a movie you see on TV. You know, I think I've mentioned to you about Dustin Hoffman in this movie called *The Virus*, and it was almost similar to this, where they were—they had in Central Park had makeshift hospitals. 
or tents, you know, military tents, because the, the, the hospitals were at capacity. And doctors, a particular ER doctor, a female, and I and forgive me for not knowing her name, she committed suicide because of the cases that she saw and just it was such a burden to her. She was married with two kids. This is it's psychological, it's physical, it's mental. You just and I've heard people you just can't get over it. If you have it, you get over it, God bless you, that's great. But you have to be you you, you can get it again and again and again. And like I said, lack of knowledge is putting us in this position. We have not hit our second phase from what Dr. Fauci says. We're still in stage one, first round. And all of a sudden, these states are, you know, oh, we're going to lift this. We're going to lift this. You can go to the beach. You can go to the movies. You can go to uh, a restaurant and eat. You know, that's fine. And all of a sudden, this, the cases come right back. Lack of knowledge. What's the old saying? Try not to repeat history because you're doomed to repeat it or it's doomed to happen again. You don't know history. You're doomed to repeat it. Oh, geez. You know, and and like I said, this is uh, this is not a ban. I'm not. This is not a soapbox topic. This is real world stuff here, guys. We're talking about real world, not just sports. But this is something that I think, you know, I'm watching boxing right now on ESPN. You know, the referee has no mask on. The boxers, of course, have no mask on. What do you, I mean, what what do you want the players in the, on the football field to do? They, they expose themselves automatically. How many times have you had sweat from another player on your body, whether it's just hand checks, whether it's just tackles or whatever? A pileup, a fumble happens. You got one, two, three, four, five, six guys on you. And trust me, it's not that... <laughs> It's not what you think when you're down there at the bottom of a bottom of a stack. You know, you got a lot of things going on, a lot of fluids coming out of people's bodies that hit you. Now, what makes you think that NFL, NCAA, or anybody can prevent that from happening? There's nothing you can do. And there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. Ladies basketball, uh, females basketball, men's basketball, NCAA basketball, WNBA, NBA. Major League Baseball, you know, they, they tried in Japan, which is, I mean, I think that actually works out pretty good at playing with no fans and, and all of that. But coaches, some of the coaches at some of the ages cannot attend these events because of their age. Mike D'Antoni, head coach of the Rockets, decided, hey, I'm going to go to Orlando with my team and back them. You know, he's 69 years old. You know, I, I, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Brother, we just need to pray about this thing, man. That's just that's plain and simple. You know, I what's the old saying? I don't know what the future holds, but I do know who holds the future. I love it. You like that? Yeah, I, you can use that. That's I read I mean I I heard that in the sermon one time and it just really hit hit a great point with me there. So yeah, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. There's a reason why all this is going on. So No, those we, are all great points, Vincent, that you just yeah. made. Yeah, I mean, we just have to be careful. We have to be, we have to look at it from this perspective. And trust me, I love what I'm doing. I love being on this broadcast, doing podcasts with you and letting listeners listen and talking about sports and giving them my opinion and listening to others' opinions. But there comes a time when you have to just say, you know, what is more important? You have to, as we call it, you have to prioritize things. You know, is NFL a priority in your life? 
over your life? Is NCAA football a priority in your life? You know, without worrying about, are you worried about the player out there? Oh, absolutely. I got a son who's 16 who's pl- playing basketball who wants to play in the fall. I'm, I'm leery about that, you know. So, I mean, this hits home close for me. So I have to, I, I, and he wants to go and hang out with his friends, but it's like, you know, and it doesn't help that the, that the media says, well, if you're a certain age, you might not get it. Oh, come on. 11-year-old kid in Washington State passed away of COVID. And the schools are going to open back up? All right. Yeah, we're, we're getting deep here in this. So, And we've reached the bottom half of our show. <laughs> Woo, that was deep, man. But you know what? It's just part of life. This is, this is what's happening in our world today, and I think we should talk about it. Because it's affecting everything. So, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it should be talked about. And right now, we're going to actually go to, um, we're going to briefly discuss some stories at the bottom hour, bottom half hour here on the uh, shoot, along with myself, Vincent Pratt, and Alex Javarsky. Thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, this uh, bottom half news hour is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um... We talked about the Big Ten. With Just to let you know that there is golf going on. The Memorial Classic Golf Tournament in Ohio is next week as Tiger Woods makes his return. He has actually um, owned the tournament, I guess you could say, over the past five years since he played. He's won it a couple of times and finished up in the top three the last couple of times. He's actually the favorite. Uh, the initial indication where fans were actually approved to attend but now of course uh the fans have been banned from this event due to the uh, rise in covid cases in the state of ohio so there we go again reaping its ugly head again uh notre dame football schedule where is it going if it's played do you know um notre dame is not in a conference not in a conference so So, what are they gonna do with all these people yeah yeah that's 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 something big that the Athletic director at Notre Dame has mentioned, but he also did state that being that Notre Dame basketball plays in the ACC or something of that nature, there might be a chance that if the season is to begin, Notre Dame football would possibly play in the athletic the the yes it's that ACC guys. I'm having a bad day. They they might even get a chance to play in the ACC with powerhouses Clemson Boston College and Florida State and all those guys so that's just a suggestion from the athletic director at Notre Dame if that does happen but yeah Notre Dame's not on the schedule they're not uh, they're not in the conference so what's going to happen there mm. uh in NBA news Tom Thibodeau you remember Tom Thibodeau the that's my guy that's Tom that's right Chicago I go Chicago, yeah, former uh, Tim- Minnesota Timberwolves coach interviews today with the New York Knicks for the head coaching job. How do you yeah. like Tom Thibodeau? I- I've heard a lot of things about old Tommy. I liked him. We were pretty successful um, under under Thibs. We had Derrick Rose during that time as well, so that's a huge piece oh, of wait. that. But <laughs> there was actually a poll I saw on Twitter the other day asking Bulls fans out of Chicago uh oh would you would it be looked at as a as a win or a loss if the Bulls were to actually hire him back so I think a lot of fans looked at that as a win so okay there was a situation with him and Jimmy Butler what was going on there yeah that I mean there was a lot of 
rumors going on with Jimmy Butler and him being hot headed during practice and just Jimmy being Jimmy. Yeah, I was going to say, Jimmy Lee, where can you be? <laughs> and finally, in the bottom half hour news, uh, we talked about UFC, and that's another sport that I just cannot see going on for much too longer. Oh, boy. Uh, there's a big fight this weekend in Abu Dhabi. Let's go to Abu Dhabi, man. So we can watch the fight with uh, Usman and Masvidal. Masvidal. UFC 251 on ESPN Plus and pay-per-view. This is actually, they're calling this one of the, if it happens, one of the, one of the, probably, possibly the fight of the decade. And you really care. I know you do. So I want to let you know that because you're a big UFC fan. But yeah, UFC 251, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Order it on pay-per-view. Man, I got my popcorn <laughs> ready. I got my popcorn ready. Let's now, see, go. I'm ready for this action. Well, see, you're the guy who will get on the plane and fly down to Abu Dhabi and just watch it live. Oh, and I will, too. Yeah. Big Thanks. news, though. Big news this month. MLB is actually starting back their season at the end of this month. We have seen some activity between teams, exactly. As a and we've fact, got Yankees-Nationals to kick off the season on the 23rd of July. Yankees at the Nationals. Same day, we got more action. Giants at the Dodgers in a home state battle between two California teams. And then the rest of the teams will kick off. I want to say the rest of the teams will kick off their season the next day on July the 24th. And we'll have a full slate of games. So there you go. Exciting stuff in the MLB. Let's hope it just kicks off and kicks off safely, most importantly. Who's your MLB team? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, it was the Braves. Dale Murphy, Bob Horner. And as I lived on, it still was the Braves with Chipper Jones and Andrew Jones, your boy, you know, your boy, boy, your boy, your your boy, Drew. But you know what, though? Honestly, I think I've kind of, you know, I might be a Cardinals fan. I like the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, that's terrible. I'm going to hang yeah, I know. up now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll catch you guys next week. It's been All a right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We just lost another sponsor, too. Yeah. Oh, and yes, sir. Man, got fired multiple again. sponsors. We lost all our sponsors. And Sir Per got fired again. Damn it. Ola, I hope you're listening. <laughs> She's going, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a. But, you know, honestly, I, I think, uh, I think it's still, I, I wouldn't say the Yankees, honestly. I, I'm not a Yankees fan because um, I just, you know, I think it's just, uh, that's the, that's cliche to me. A Yankees fan is, a Yankees fan is cliche. Any sense. It's just to me, just like a, just like a Duke fan. You know, just I like mean, a Duke fan, huh? Uh, Duke basketball. Come on, man. I mean, don't don't tell me. Do not tell me right now. Come on, man. That's on the this... Carolina fan speaking out of you. I would on, say I don't like Duke. I do not like Duke. You're a Tar Heel fan. I haven't even discussed this with you, but the things uh, you said on this show, I can just—it's all adding up now. Well, you were no. talking Vince Carter. I get it. He uh, retired. Vince Carter, but then you went back to Carolina days, and if this guy would have stayed, and if this guy would have stayed, <laughs> they'd have won this many championships. 
shoulda, woulda, coulda. Well, listen, I am not a if Carolina talk basketball fan. Basketball okay, on yeah, this let's show talk is about Michigan college. State. Okay, let's talk right. college basketball. Okay, another five-star recruit headed to Michigan State. How many have you guys had? Verbal that's, is a verbal commit or? Uh, that's two. Legit. That's two out of the past. What I think it was a nine-day yeah, nine stretch day, or an eleven-day. Day. If you missed last week's show, uh, he, uh. Alex Imani announced Bates. that Damani Bates did commit to the University of Michigan, Michigan State University. So that is, and he is he is the number one recruit in the country, ladies For and gentlemen. His class of 2022. Six, six, seven, six, eight, two, fifty. Alex had a chance to play against him at the age of what? He was a young and we, were, young we were in an adult basketball league in Celine, you know, just playing some in a rec league. But yeah, this another guy committed to Michigan State. Five-star guard Max Christie committed to Michigan State just a few days ago. He's a shooting guard. I think he was number the 11th ranked player on the mm. ESPN top 100 list. Christie, they said... This is an article from ESPN. A six foot four shooting guard from Rolling Meadows, Illinois High School. Christie is ranked number 12 in the ESPN 100 for 2021. He's the number third ranked shooting guard for his class. So, Christie, he averaged 16 and a half points in 11 games for the Illinois Wolves in the Under Armour Association last spring and summer. Shot 42.9% from three. I watched a couple of his highlights. This kid's got a stroke. Mm. That boy got a wetter. Mm. Well, I tell you what. What is Tom Izzo doing right now? One of my all-time Tom favorite coaches. Izzo That's one of my all-time. That's one of my all-time favorite coaches. Bro, you know Tom why? Because Izzo he coaching is, his ass off. Yeah, right now. I love him because he's true. He gets in there. He see the sweat. And he reminds me of Gary Williams, former Maryland coach. You do you remember Gary Williams? Uh, Maryland Terrapins when they won of the national championship. Of course, I remember. Do you know how Williams. much he sweat? He was. I thought he had went in there and took one of the players' places. I mean, we're talking. Oh, that boy Travell. Wet. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking. I was like, the sweat was coming off his hair. He took off his jacket, and you see. I mean, you, I have a problem with sweat too. But he was. I was like, damn, that's really bad. I mean, he was a sweater. Whatever you want to call it, but Gary Williams and my, and Izzo are my favorite coaches. I love Izzo because he's when he talks after the game, he's, he's, his voice is so hoarse because he yelled the whole game. You know he can't talk anymore. He lost his voice. He's no, been that, chewing that, his <laughs> players out. Remember when but they that, used to get on him? They like they would show clips of him yeah. yelling at his players on yeah, the sideline. I love they'd be that, like, is man. this too aggressive? They'd say, you know, no, the world's getting soft these days, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, Tom Izzo, one of the best college coaches out there. And I know your coach is K-Rat, and I just, I don't know. I was, did I call him K-Rat Krzyzewski? Oh, I said that out loud, didn't I? Whoops, forget that. Well, you know what, you guys, and you forgot, Alex. We actually forgot to advise our listeners that we still have three more picks on Alex's fantasy football league. We're going tonight. into we're going into round two. Oh my god! So stay tuned for that. We got about uh, well, we got about we got about twenty minutes to get to there. As a matter of fact, um, would you want to do it now? We gotta tease it, Vince. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we're well, tuning in for the next. 
10 minutes and we will provide you with Alex's next picks 13, 14, and 15. Man, it's free. Fantasy. This is free fantasy advice. They at least got to stick around till the end of the show if they want this free fantasy advice. That's the least you could do. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So stick around shortly. We'll provide you with the next three picks brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Now, we, we talked about the, the, the kids or the NBA players in Orlando tonight uh, officially checking in, uh, getting ready to begin their season on the 31st. Uh, I do have the teams. Now, Now, let me tell you how much this failed. And I'm talking about Orlando, not yet, but Chicago. The bubble in Chicago, we talked about it last week. <clears throat> Remember that? How they're going to play in the bubble in Chicago? Yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was a topic of discussion. And it was quickly shot down, I think, the next day after our show. They were listening to us again. So, there you go. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we really hope that the safety and I'm, I'm sure they're taking every safety precaution, but like I said, it's just a matter of time. We'll give it a good, we'll give it a good yay-ho, but it's just a matter of time. But we'll be fine. We'll be fine. As a matter of fact, we, we will be fine because guess what? It's now time for Today in Sports History. What's happening today? All right. We got three things happening today in sports history that happened on this day today. Uh, we'll go back to your time. 1932. I'm older than you. What am I talking about? Jeez. Okay. All right. Well, in 1932, the That's then. Fired. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that. You must know. Did you look at my notes again? I think Talk you did. To yeah. Talk to me. Well, okay. Uh, the then Boston Braves of the National Football League or the AFL were changed their name to guess what? The Washington Redskins. So it's all started in 1932. The Boston Braves of the AFL. American Football League, change your name to the Washington Redskins. So whoever did that in 1932 had an agenda. Oh, that's other news. Did you see all these big corporations, Amazon, Nike, Nike. Cedric, Cedric, no longer offering gear of the Washington Redskins. You know what? And this is what I did. I actually went on to Amazon.com. Uh, two weeks ago. And it's funny because I was talking with Travel via mm-hmm. text and I told him, I said, you know, hey, you got to do the show. He said, oh, it sounds great. We can do it. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I said, I'm thinking I'm going to go buy me a little token, uh, you know, rescue thing. And this was mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and it was there. As soon as I saw Nike pull out, I went there and nothing. They are not selling anything. And just to let you know, FedEx is, is uh, run by an African-American. And he has requested Daniel Snyder to change the name. In the past, Daniel Snyder, I heard, keeps a copy of an article in his wallet that states that I think it was something to the regards of we, we can we can make the change, but I don't think it'll make a big difference. So he keeps this article in his pocket as a reminder of the statement that he made last week regarding the name change. We will and we will explore all options and yada yada yada. So now Ron Rivera, the new head coach there, is involved in the name change. 
Have you seen any other results or heard any other results of the new names? You mentioned the skins. What kind of emblem would they have on their, on their helmet if they're just the skins? Great question. Yeah, I was like, uh, what's going to be like, uh, like what, a uh, pork skin or something? <laughs> all great questions. <laughs> like, all great questions. Questions that I don't know the answer to. That's right. We will find out shortly. Also, in 2011, on this day, Derek Jeter hit his three, made his 3,000th hit for the New York Yankees, becoming the 28th player of all time, or becoming the 28th player to hit to have 3,000 hits in a career. There's that Yankee thing again. That's that Yankees, yeah. Jeter, yeah, what a yeah, special player yeah. you're going. He really was. He really so was. So started off what in 1936, 30, and 32, and we're 2011. 1932. <laughs> now we're at 11. How and many the more we got. We got one more. We got one more in here, and this is it. This is this is this one actually strikes really close to home for you. The NFL's Carolina Panthers was bought by. David Tepper, who purchased the team for a rec- NFL record $2.275 billion. Wow. On this day in 2018. And he's been trying to take over like he's Jerry Jones down in Jerry World. I think he's doing a damn good job right now. I mean, I mean, and ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, he had a check. He, you, he, he had one check. Can you imagine Money. right now? Money's a, not the uh, issue. Oh, God, no. The largest hedge fund manager in the world uh, writes a check for $2.275 billion. You don't ask questions. You don't ask for his phone number. You don't ask to put his driver's license on the back of the check. You just say, thank you. <laughs> And that's where it all began, this day in history. <laughs> this day in history. Wow, so great, three great yeah. things. Two, two NFL and one Major League Baseball. So, now, I know he's waiting. He's chomping at the bits. We forgot to tease it. He's mad about it, but he's going to still let you know how to win your fantasy team, we got NL you. team roster this year. For we all have your completed... minute fantasy news and advice, I'm your guy. Yes, he definitely is. That's Alex Javarsky. And Alex, did you want to go over the top 12 that you've already mentioned? Let's do it. I'll do okay. it right now. Number Here one, we go. Christian McCaffrey, running back Carolina Panthers. Two, we got Saquon Barkley. Zeke Elliott of the Cowboys, number three. Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara at four, five, and six. Seven, eight, nine. We've got three receivers, special ones at that. Devontae Adams out of Green Bay, Tyreek Hill from Kansas City, and DeAndre Hopkins now with the Arizona Cardinals. Number 10, Mike Evans. 11, Julio Jones. 12, Josh Jacobs running back for the Oakland Raiders. And now we've got, we're going into round two with 13, 14, and 15. My first three picks of the second round of the fantasy draft how are any of these guys still here is all i'm gonna say i just want to know one thing let me tell you you guys out there listening do you notice something about his picks 
because I actually used his picks one year and won a league, and I was pretty happy. But one thing about your picks, Alex, and not to asking a question as a as a fan, I don't see a lot of quarterbacks. Not a and lot I, of quarterbacks. Because you would think you have the quarterback who passes for 300, runs for 70 or 80, four or five touchdowns. What hurts are the INTs? INTs hurt. INTs. Forced fumbles hurt. Fumbles. But the thing is, the reason you don't take a quarterback early, typically in fantasy football, you've got two running backs, two receivers, a flex position. So these are all your running backs. These are all your receivers. So we already mentioned it, Vince. There's not many workhorses in the league this, you know, anymore that we, like we would see back in, back in the day where you know they get every single touch for their football team so now it's like these these hogs they're at a premium guys like Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Kamara these guys it you know they're at a premium so you need two running backs the thing is if you're in a 12 team league quarterbacks are not yeah, you're not going to get a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes caliber guy if you wait forever, but you could wait till the last round and you could still pick up a guy like, let's say, a Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, something like that. Sleeping yeah. on. Aaron Rodgers might slip late. There's guys out there that, you know, might be falling under the radar. What about a Carson Wentz? He could have a decent year. There's guys out there that you can wait. Kyler Murray, he might go really early this year. But all you need is one quarterback. In a 12-team league, in a 10-team league, there's 32 teams. So quarterback isn't going to be the position most of need. And that's why we're not seeing quarterbacks so early. You can wait. You can Mm -hmm. wait it out and still get a quarterback worthwhile. And that is why Alex is so good, to be honest with you. Because Cam my Newton. team, yeah. Cam Newton will be there late. Yep. Yeah. But let's we'll, let's wait no let's go longer. Ahead. That is yeah, I'm ready, man. Number and 13. Pick number 13. Here we go. How is this guy still here? A workhorse. Shouldn't have slipped to the second round. Somehow he did. I've got Derrick Henry, running back Tennessee Titans. This guy is the real deal. He's a monster athlete mixed with enormous size almost impossible to bring down just look what he did against the Ravens in the playoffs a year ago when this guy gets going his momentum gets going he's hard to bring down this guy is the real deal Derrick Henry running back Tennessee Titans I've got him at the first pick in the second round at number 13 and this guy's still young. I mean, running back out of Alabama, mm-hmm. he's. I, I see. I see. Richardson. Rush for over fifteen hundred yards last Incredible. year. Three hundred and three <clears throat> attempts for fifteen hundred and forty yards, averaged over five yards a clip. Get this, he had sixteen touchdowns. The only reason this guy slipped into my second round. This is for those of you playing in PPR leagues, points per reception. He doesn't get a ton of catches out of the backfield. But if you're sitting there in the second round, you need a workhorse, Josh Jacobs. 
no, he's gone. But Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry grab yeah. him right here. You also have I me. Mean, you got Davin Cook. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Ezekiel, who was a great back out from the screen pass uh, receiver. You got Saquon. You got McCaffrey. You got these guys catch the. I mean, the majority of yards for McCaffrey are long. We call them long handoffs, screen passes, or bubble, or whatever the case is. He gets a lot of his touches, of course, from the quarterback, but he, they're thrown to the outside as well. So. Exactly. I understand the methods behind that, but Derrick Henry, 13th pick in the second round, running back for the Tennessee Titans. Sign him up. Look for him if he's available for you 12-team roster of 12-team roster leagues there. So, Derrick Henry. Uh, not, I'm not happy with the pick, to be honest with you. I had a few others that I might have gone with, but... Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. They might be here coming up in the... In, they might be coming up here shortly, so... We'll move on to number 14 here. I'm still waiting for that. So that's that's going to be a good pick. That's going number to be good. 14, we're staying local. NFC South, not Carolina Panthers, but let's head down to Tampa. Another receiver. Let's go with Chris Godwin at number 14. This guy had a spectacular year last year. Still a young guy, second year in the league a year ago. Guess what? He had... 86 receptions for over 1,300 yards and nine tutties. This guy's special. He's getting better and better each and every year. Now he's got a guy by the name of Tom Brady, (laughs) known as the GOAT, throwing him the the football. He's got Mike Evans lined up across from him on the other side. Guess what? Number one cornerbacks are going to be lined up on Mike Evans. So what does this mean? Chris Godwin. One on one. Number two cornerback. Lesser coverage, Chris Godwin is Tom Brady's guy. This is the guy who's going to catch those short routes over the middle, take off, take it the distance. Chris Godwin, how is this guy still here? Snag him at number 14. It's amazing that he had the amount of yards that he did last year for the. But I, when you when you give out the numbers, it just I just can't, like you said. How are they still out there? I mean, quality performer. Now he has the ultimate weapon in Brady, and as you mentioned, he's going to line up on. He's going to line up with your second corner because, of course, number ten pick Mike Evans for the Bucks is going to be your primary. So he's going to be taking advantage of a lot of cover twos, a lot of double teams for that one on one on an island. You better be ready because Goodwin. You you're going to go to. You might just go to. You might get burned by Goodwin on several occasions. So great pick right. at number fourteen. Right, right, and at number fifteen, at number fifteen, with the last pick for this week, rounding out our first three picks of the second round. It's my theme. How is this guy still here? Vince, how is this guy still on the board? Because there were a lot of players probably had higher. I'm looking at it. I'm like, am I messing (laughs) up? Like, how is this guy still available? Well, tell me who it is. It's Odell Beckham, bro. (laughs) Odell Beckham, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Guess what? He had a down year last year. People think he had a down year last year with 74 receptions, over 1,000 yards and four tutties. It's a down year for the guy. First year yeah, in that new right. system with Baker Mayfield. Guess what? This is their second year together. They build chemistry. They build rapport. This guy's due for a big breakout season. Odell Beckham, one of the top receivers in the entire National Football League. 
He's too talented to let him slip any further. And you're risking letting another guy win the league if you do let him fall anymore. So at number 15, this guy's still on the board. You just got a first rounder, Odell Beckham Jr., other known as Mr. One-Hander. Crazy hair, Odell. Odellski, how you still there? You're not anymore. 15, snatch him up. One through 15, that was great by Alex. Second round in the fantasy league here. Tune in next week for 16, 17, and 18. Wow. I'm, I'm, you know what? These players that you bring up, I'm still surprised. They're, they're off now, but how did they drop so far? How did they drop so far? How, how is he still so there? Well, you took care of that real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, and who that's were your guys you were thinking of? Uh, quarterback. Quarterback. We just we'll, mentioned Patrick Mahomes. We'll get to those. Hey, man, I do want to say a quick prayer here for my buddy Caleb Myrick. He um is actually a um assistant football coach at West Mech High School now. Right on. He right um on. he played for um Lenore Ryan. He was actually on the all-time rushing. Um, at, at LR um, in Hickory, they, they had the all-time NCAA rushing record for most rushing yards in a season. He's actually in the hospital in, in a critical care unit um, oh, with, co- with COVID right now. Mm. So don't take mm. this, uh, you know, this um, virus lightly. And, and, and he's, in, he's in our thoughts and prayers. And, and God bless all of you listeners out there as well. Absolutely. We would definitely say a special prayer for him. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week for more sports news and more fantasy picks. So, Alex, thanks again, man. You are truly, uh, you're truly good at what you do, brother. And we, as we, as well as myself, listeners enjoy just just hearing all what you have to bring. You are just the man. Man, you're You're telling me. That's you. The man, the, the man walked on water. I ain't the man, Vince. Okay, well, you're, well, you're there with him. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And that is you, brother. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. What a show. Got to give it to him, man. Got to give it to him all the time. So, hey, guys, be safe out there. Wear your mask. Do your social distancing. Until next week, on behalf of Mr. A... The V-Man. Hey, thanks a lot again, guys. Thanks for making our show pretty daggum good. We enjoy being here for you, and we will be here next week, God willing. Okay, have a great night. Until next time, Mr. ESPN. Uh, You got it. You got it, ESPN 2 through 10. (laughs) Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.